0: hey everybody welcome back to another edition of rapid recap here at inside nebraska with me as always is greg smith i'm zach carpenter and greg i got a question for you how do you approach every week of your nebraska football
1: coverage uh with enthusiasm unknown to mankind
0: that's a good answer not as good as isaac gifford (laughs) and their team's approach now he said that the team is now approaching every week like they got their ass kicked by michigan so there's a new mindset I related it to michigan yeah i mean hey like a unknown to mankind, is that a Harbaugh yeah, quote? Harbaugh. Okay, I didn't know where it was from. I, I probably shouldn't be quoting him around here. It was like when I quoted Buzz Aldrin when it was actually a Star Trek quote. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, I digress, but not really because that's sort of one of the main takeaways from today's press conference with mm-hmm. Tony White, Marcus Sirefield, Heiner Carberg, Isaac Gifford. Um, I could rattle off eight other names that they had. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it was like eight people. or nine players actually available today. Um, we'll have more player takeaways uh, yes. today and tomorrow at InsideNebraska.com. But uh, main takeaway was, for me, was this team's new approach and the bye week. How Marcus Satterfield said that the way that this team and rules programs approached by weeks are different than any others he's been
1: at. Yeah, he there was a lot more work than normal, but they made sure to say, you know, there were some brace works in there. There was a lot of recovery guys did get to get their bodies right, um, but also a lot of reps for the young players, which, and Matt Rules talked about that as well yesterday, about kind of getting those young guys additional reps um, so that they could continue to be ready in case there were even more injuries than there have already been. Uh, and so at least they're trying to be proactive in that case.
0: Yeah, to that point, I think that's, that's something we've talked about before is those first Four games this season, um, especially going into the Michigan game, um, it felt like a mentality of that's one reason why they're playing so many players on defense, especially was to prepare them for uh, not just the October, November championship months to keep them fresh, but also um, to get the young guys ready for and the other um, younger, um, the freshmen and the younger players, get them ready for those times when there would be injuries. and. Um, things would be depleted on their step chart.
1: Yeah, nobody, like, foresaw this, <laughs> you didn't see this coming where, you know, we're not, you know, it used to be in the summer we were talking about those freshman receivers coming in because they were, you know, there was excitement around them and you were hopeful about them. Now you're asking about them, as Marcus Satterfield said today, because they have to play, right? And mm-hmm. so you didn't want it to be this situation, but that's where they find themselves, where now they've got a bunch of guys that are that young and are just going to have to play. Um, and you, Ready or not, here we come. Yeah, what was interesting, I mean, I'm sure everybody's. about
0: this but i was thinking about extra yesterday was uh the receivers they had brought a a six-man receiver class into the program Mm -hmm. in 2023 a big receiver signing class and all six of them were mid-year enrollees so you didn't have that extra um the extra winter months of conditioning and stuff to uh, develop physically to adjust to the college game and ironically as it happens to be that's the one position that's the most Mm -hmm. Uh, has seen the most attrition so yeah. far this year.
1: Yeah, it's, and it's tough. Like, and I think that that's why people are, you know, welcome to my world of recruiting. Have now been like really keyed on on what's happening in this current class. Ja'Cory Barney, the current wide receiver commit, is one of their probably three most important commits right now uh, out of Miami. He said he is an early enrollee, and people really did lock on that onto that, especially given those guys last year were not. Um, and so it comes full circle. I can always bring it back <laughs> right. to recruiting. We can all we can always. That's the, that's what I've always said. Is like at
0: a press conference or anything, like whether the. Push- whether at a press conference or a team puts out a, a creative video, like a hype video or whatever, I feel like you can always look at it through a lens in recruiting. Oh, yeah. And Satterfield, I was gonna say this <laughs> for the end, but since we're yeah. on it, uh, Satterfield did talk about recruiting, um, and did. receivers especially.
1: Yeah, I, and I actually thought that, that was, it was interesting because you do hear, one. Of, and I mean, I hear it all the time about, you know, how do recruits feel about seeing this offense? It looks, you know, not great out there. They've been sputtering along. But the thing is, is there's two things that I think that are really important to remember here. One, what Satterfield said, which is, you know, they, they trust, the recruits trust in him and what he's put on film over the course of his career. This isn't his first year coaching. He's got plenty of experience to show that, hey, my offense is do use um, receivers and tight ends and the running backs in the passing game, all of that, right? The same goes for Coach Rule and kind of his history as well. Um, the other thing is, is, and I think that this is a fair point that I don't think fans give enough credit for, is when recruits look at what the offense looks like, they can see the injuries too, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think that that's something that you can easily point to and say, yeah, we have a handful of freshmen that are having to go out there. We've lost, you know, three guys that we thought in the receiving and they're in the passing game that were going to start for us. They can see that. Um, and I think it always, as usual in recruits and goes back to that level of trust that those guys have with the coaching staff
0: yeah and you have to put your mind in you have to put uh, yourself in the shoes in the mind of a 16 ah. 17 18 year old blue chip recruit yeah. who's going to be coming in he might look at an office since yeah, it's averaging 19 points a game but they're gonna be thinking I can make a difference yeah, right it, away like, every I can't believes in. that <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so,
1: and you want them to believe that exactly yeah.
0: like I mean those guys are they I mean, I know it's cliche, but they think differently, and they are built differently than most people because they are expected to be Division One, high-level football players. So that's what their mentality is going to be. So yeah. I don't think the offense necessarily sputtering along um, here to start is necessarily a detriment to their recruiting efforts
1: and, uh, there's a lot of factors maybe that's one of them because nebraska has you know again we talked about on recruiting lists this week it felt like they were under attack when it comes to their recruits namely their best offensive recruits i think that's only just part of it that's only a piece of the puzzle not the whole thing
0: yeah and um we were going to talk about it at the beginning but just the, uh the team's overall approach i mean i usually when isaac gifford goes up there he's just like all these other uh former nebraska high school players mm-hmm. with his approach where he's very and even keeled i mean i think of Phelan sanford Hydrink harburg mm-hmm. john bullock they're all they all seem to be the same where they're just no up and down emotion it's always like straight laced and you're not gonna um usually gifford is very short and sweet with his answers um very like almost national mindset <laughs> i feel like when he's up there right. at the podium but he that what that did stand out instantly of the, the approach after a win and you could see that with rule yesterday like there's a sense of urgency with rule yesterday he was i felt like that was a press conference where he's almost talking like like they lost um, coming off and i think that's that's their new approach is don't forget what happened to michigan we like we got embarrassed 45 to seven like approach every week like, we just got our ass beat by Michigan.
1: Yeah, it was exactly what he said, and I think that that's the exact right mindset for this team to take if they want to, as rules to kind of cure those you know, late season woes, and he said, like I said, they've been a bad program to finish off season, which is still just incredible that he actually said that out loud in public to media, um, but it's 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 the truth, and it's something that I think everyone needed to hear so that you can start to reverse that and act differently. I think for Nebraska to get different results, they're going to have to do some different things, and I think that starts with the mentality that Isaac Gifford was talking about and carrying that forward and not think oh, it's just Northwestern or man We've got Northwestern then just Purdue and then we'll play Maryland at home or Michigan State's gonna be wounded all of that stuff None of that matters one rep at a time as Nuri Nueli said out here in the hallway as well
0: Yeah, and we talked about that a lot yesterday and um, on yesterday's rapid recap Mm -hmm. You guys can go watch and listen to that as well because yeah, I mean it's the same conversation of Iowa and Wisconsin both Um, I mean they just played a ten to six game that you could see nebraska easily being involved in the fourth quarter there and um and they both have their starting quarterbacks injured you'd have the michigan state program that's uh, in a little bit of chaos right now maryland just got beat by illinois you have northwestern and purdue at home and they're both going through purdue's going through a coaching transition setting the cultural foundation a lot like this program and Northwestern's obviously been through what
1: Northwestern's been through and while potentially they're potentially a backup quarterback keep an eye on that because that news sounds like it's changed that their starting quarterback may not be ready to go as they thought he would be after that Howard game but it sounds like eh, it's a little dicey there and this Steve Mark our football writer did say uh, this morning there is a big difference between their starter at Northwestern and their backup so that's definitely something worth paying attention to yeah
0: and like we like we but said, just he... sorry
1: just us not the players so yeah they can't think about that. yeah <laughs> that's thing
0: the th- that's the thing is like that's why I was glad uh, like it was like you just nodded your head when rule was yeah. saying that yesterday of like this team is not this program is not at a point where we can just um we could just have the mentality to sort of just coast he didn't say that but that's essentially yeah. you can't just assume or anything that you're going to beat a team just because it's down or or injured it's like we're down and injured right. and like there's 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 point. nothing that's there's nothing that's a, a, a given um when it comes to Nebraska and this schedule cuz they've had tough time beating putting away northern Illinois and Louisiana mm-hmm. Tech so those were good points made by really yesterday as well um, last thing to hit on was we talked about Gifford mm-hmm. he's a he's a black shirt and uh, former Nebraska high school player and so are two of the three new black shirts that uh, the program announced Nick Henrich Um, And Phelan Sanford, and then also Jamari Butler got
1: one as well. Yeah, all good, all guys deserving. The Hendricks had one last year, obviously, and was a captain last year. Um, Phelan Sanford has started, and so after the injury to Sean Singleton and played well, mind you, too, so he's obviously deserving. And to see Jamari Butler get one is really cool to kind of see his evolution and growth of the program. I feel like when we kind of look back on this season, he'll be one of those guys that we talk about in that top level group of guys that was really kind of unlocked um, by this new coaching staff. It seems like his career trajectory. Is totally different now than when it was when they first arrived.
0: Yeah, and when we did both predictions before Louisiana Tech, I was a week early yeah. on the Jamari Butler um, breakout game. So I had him down as having two sacks uh, against Louisiana Tech as part of six sacks <laughs> total, and then they didn't put up any because that was sort of the way oh, the the quick, Louisiana. The quick game. Yeah. yeah, that's the way Louisiana Tech uh, ran their air raid offense. Get the ball out quick. Yeah. And, and Nebraska was dropping three, but then you saw Jamari Butler. Um, so I was two weeks too yeah. early. Um, when okay. he went out and had one and a half sacks against uh, Illinois, and now he leads the team with three. So he's starting to come along. Yeah. Um, he was playing that Jack role, uh, linebacker more um, in the spring. And then once fall camp started, he transitioned um, to strictly uh, defensive end. And I think you're seeing him flourish now, and that's something that this Nebraska defense needs if it's going to keep up. Yeah, no. as
1: they, especially as we talked about those quarterback situations, you continue to put pressure on those guys. It can really help, especially with how stout that run defense has been.
0: Exactly, yeah. I mean, Nebraska has, uh, has a manageable slate with uh, the bevy of Big Ten West quarterbacks that were already on the schedule. And now it's, um, it could be a backup next week. It looks like it will be back backup the last two weeks of the season, and Nebraska also has a guy who has been, uh, has been a backup and is now the QB one yeah. going forward in Heinrich Harburg. I'm writing about that inside nebraska.com for later today. Uh, we'll have Steve Mark is writing about um, what's he writing about? He's writing Defense. about the the, 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 the turning no,
1: point basically of the goal lines today. And Tony White talked about that. I
0: think he transitioned. He's doing yeah. uh, something about like the coaches um, adjusting to yeah. the coaches adjusting their oh, style, which is yeah, right. like, which is a really good point. And we could talk for another 10 minutes about that about how they've adjusted to their personnel, adjusted to the situation. Uh, but Steve will, Steve will go in depth on that. Um, so I encourage you guys to check that out at InsideNebraska.com. I encourage you guys to like this video, subscribe to the Inside Nebraska YouTube page and get these videos dropped directly into your feed. But uh, that's it for us. So for Greg Smith, I'm Zach Carpenter and we'll catch you guys again next time.